0: This is a shock podcast.
1: Shock. Yeah, and I think the other thing that made me like a really huge commitment folk is mm-hmm. like the standards that I already set for my right. significant other. Okay. And it's not like, oh, you need to have a big house, big cars, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just like normal standards. Like, mm-hmm. are you a nice person? Are you able to treat me right? how is your mannerisms not
0: just around me but around other people as well maybe I guess not you but like some commitment folks I think set the bar too high. high that it's unattainable because I mean the at the end of the day we're all human we're not perfect yeah but I think I think of course it's good to set standards and unfortunately in the current dating pool of our generation it's not looking hopeful it's not it's not, looking not looking hopeful <laughs> so I mean <laughs> you know like for people to meet the bare minimum and then when they meet the bare minimum they feel like they deserve like a pat on the freaking back no they deserve a trophy yeah Yeah, exactly hi everyone and welcome back to why won't you love me okay so like a uh, little backstory we actually recorded this episode the <laughs> day, but then i don't know what happened i don't know what hantu here in this office deleted it but unfortunately we lost the file which means that we're gonna have to re-record it re-record it and basically get nora to unearth her issues all over again
1: <laughs> this is like punishment for me it is it is
0: but so today we're actually gonna Be talking about? Are you a commitment phobe? Which we have a resident commitment phobe. (laughs) Guilty. I don't have much to add because I am not. You're a clingy girl. Yeah, I'm like the complete opposite. I'm super clingy. I'm super like, oh my god, please talk to me. Oh my god, please give me attention. Yes, I love attention (laughs) from my man's. So. I don't have any anecdotes and stories to share in today's episode, but I'm sure Nora has a lot. So honestly, it's going to be more of like a Q&A. And <laughs> no, 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 actually... I'm the therapist and you're my client. Oh my god. Today. Essentially. That's what's happening. It's always like the other way around. Yeah, exactly. But today, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's always
1: the other way <laughs> it actually, around. It actually is like, always okay. Other if you. you guys been tr- listening to this whole podcast, you guys can actually like sense it from the
0: get go. Yeah, it's usually me. Uh, with, with the issues. With the issues or whatever with the stories up. Uh, but like this time round, we're That's gonna me. let neural. <laughs> have her whole okay okay give me
1: hit me with the questions
0: so in your terms can you define what being a commitment phobe is okay commitment
1: phobe is like you want to be with someone but at the same time you're like it's not that you don't want to be exclusive but you're afraid it's not afraid of like being tied down no it's not like that it's just the fear of like oh is this relationship gonna work out or something like that? For me, like this mm. is how I understand commitment phobe because that's how I interpret it. Because, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Which is exactly what I'm asking in your own terms. Yeah. So I'm not afraid
1: of like the commitment, like getting married. I want those things. It's not like I don't want those things at all. Mm. It's just I'm afraid of going to the next step.
0: Right. 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 With who? Okay. Yeah. And can you give me some examples of like? things that you do that show that you're a commitment when it comes to like I love you's okay interesting like I told you guys right
1: when it comes to I love you's when it comes to exclusivity right when it comes to like oh meeting their friends because it means like it's getting serious and right okay and I'm just like okay if I'm gonna be serious is this the right person that I'm gonna be serious with because I don't want to give all of Mm -hmm. me To one person And it just turns out You're not it Mm. And I just have to do it Over again With another person Mm -hmm. Which I don't want to I want to make sure That I am like Exclusively for someone That is My potential husband I think that's where The commitment Came into the picture I want to save myself That much But at the same time I'm just like
0: uh, you say that that is the reason why uh, you are a commitment phobe it, it sounds like a form of self-protection But that is, I'll tell you right now oh! that, that is not actually the reason why you have become a commitment phobe That is true because I've been in like relationship yeah, for like four years Exactly Two years So from my understanding, a lot of Well, in the way that you're speaking about it yeah. um, It sounds like there's a lack of trust um, yes. In, I guess, potential partners and stuff like that um, because it's a fear It's, it's, it's a, a fear, fear It right? is a it's fear It's a fear And your I guess Unwillingness to Commit So quickly Or I'm not whatever. like you yeah? yeah Exactly You're not like me
1: I'm not like you I'm a scary cat
0: Yeah mm-hmm. So it obviously It comes from Somewhere Or some experience That has Either scarred you Or Made you Change your Perception Of commitment It's because I think like My previous
1: Boyfriends I give My everything Like Mm. I give my time I lose myself into the relationship Make sure I prioritize them Like it was just so hard to put myself back together after the heartbreak That I just feel like you know what If the right person comes I know for a fact that it's the right person Because I don't have to lose myself in the process But how do you know it's the right person? That's why we have this topic though Yeah We have this topic. Because it's a lot of trial and error. error. And I do have like, you know, meet other people and stuff like that. It's just, I think it's more of a feeling. I just don't feel safe.
0: Right. Okay. So you go off of your gut instinct a lot.
1: Yeah. When
0: you're alone
1: with that person, if the hair behind your head the back of your head starting to tingle that's just not the right
0: right because you feel anxious
1: i feel anxious like not the you know there's an excitement kind of anxious like oh my god yeah and most of the time like when i meet people and i just have that kind of feeling that's why i'm more in tune with if my partner if my potential partner becomes friends with me first then right
0: okay so it's kind of like a way in yeah yeah Right, Instead
1: okay. of like, oh, there you go. Romantic, there you go. Yeah, straight away. Straight away. Um, no diss to your relationship with Inche. Mm. But if it, that was... Thanks would, for giving the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, no diss to you, Inche. You guys have really um amazing meet cute and a great love story. But if that scenario right? I cannot it's too fast for me I need like slowly slowly building up so at least I get to know you first before I get into a
0: relationship with you so like I think another cause of like commitment phobia is also there's one that you were saying which is that lack of trust but yeah. then there's also this fear of like being vulnerable to, yeah. to getting hurt you know yeah. because, because like I said earlier how do you know it's the right one yes we tackled this in a different episode but but it's a trial and error because you never know if it's the right one until you actually try. Yeah, but yeah. then if you don't want to commit, then how you supposed? For me, lah, at least I think it's about. It's not it. It, how, like, how do you know? How are you supposed to know that? That's how are you why to figure that out. That's
1: why I said it's not like how do I know? It's by okay going out for coffee. But that requires like- you
0: to be vulnerable. That requires exactly. you to being open to getting to know someone.
1: Yeah, but by catching think- you in the mind. <laughs> yes, right <now>? you you catch <laughs> you catch yeah. me on my mind right now. But but yeah, that's why I said the first time being alone with that person right. is just scary. Usually, okay, the ones that goes okay for me is that when I feel like that, they can sense it and they're like, are you scared? They know it and mm-hmm. they just started to change the subject and start to reel me into conversations that I like mm-hmm. and get me comfortable and stuff like that. That's when I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. But after a while, when I get i do get comfortable the guy's just like starting to like uh silence a little bit and starting to like not be super super aware about my body language and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so after a while
0: it gets
1: uncomfortable
0: okay okay let me okay let me just break it down yeah so summarizing what you just said correct Mm -hmm. me if i'm wrong so you always start off that getting to know phase by being quite reserved yeah because again like like we said earlier this is kind of like a form of self-protection in a yes. way. And so you start getting to know the person and the person essentially, well, the guy will like, kajar, kajar, kajar. eventually, when you do decide to open up, be vulnerable and actually, I guess, be open to receiving whether it's the attention or the, yeah, just receiving that person or receiving the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start settling, getting comfortable and you, you have found from your previous experience that when you start getting comfortable, they start Pulling back. Yeah, you're already comfortable with me. So now I don't have to try to make sure that you're staying comfortable with me. Right. And that is, I guess, what is making you a commitment, foe. Yes. Because... When they start doing that, you start feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, you start feeling it's like-, like the whole chase thing, lah. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This it, is not it's, chasing. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just the same thing. Like,
1: oh, uh, when you like a person and then you're chasing them and they're just like not giving you attention and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and and you chase them and chase them and chase them until you get them, and then you're like, oh, once you already got them, like, oh, okay, like right.
0: Right. I don't have right, to right, right. do all the chasing anymore. Okay. So it's that that has, I guess, made you distrust the whole getting to know yes. process. Um, okay, I guess this is my only input in this entire episode. <laughs> but I do see the value in that not to call it a chase, but Unche always tries with me. Whether he's complimenting me or like just reassuring me, like he's just every single day he's always trying. He never drops the ball in terms of making me feel comfortable. So I understand that importance because that's what makes me feel comfortable. That's yeah. what makes me feel like I know that he will not desert me. I I know that he is not falling out of love with me and all that stuff. So I completely understand what you're you're talking about. Yeah,
1: and I feel- I think the other thing that made me like a really huge commitment phobe is mm-hmm. like the standards that I already set for my right. significant other Okay, and it's not like oh you need to have a big house big cars and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's just like normal standards like mm-hmm. are you a nice person are you able to treat me right how is your mannerisms not just around
0: me but around other people as well maybe I guess not you but like some commitment phobes I think set the bar too high. high that it's unattainable because I mean the at the end of the day we're all human we're not perfect, yeah. But I think I think of course it's good to set standards. And unfortunately, in the current dating pool of our generation, it's not looking hopeful. It's not. It's looking not looking hopeful. hopeful. So I mean, dala, <laughs> you know, susah Like for people to meet the bare minimum, and then when they meet the bare minimum, they feel like they deserve like a pat on the freaking back. No, they for, deserve for a doing. trophy. Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: The other reason why I'm a commitment phobe is because everyone who knows me knows that I am the most.
0: Independent person ever oh we're gonna get into that in a second okay. <laughs> yeah right right so
1: all of my life i have always been an independent person even in family you don't need no man yeah so i think it's it's kind of like a little bit of a red flag for men as well when they f- meet me and stuff like that if i can do things on my own and stuff like that but i do have things that like me how I was with my previous boyfriend, like my ex, uh, recent ex, there are things that I would always just go to him for that sole reason. Like, I would run to him for like, hey, I, I don't know what's going on with my car, even though I just, I could just, Go to mm,
0: mm-hmm. a
1: bankale on my own and stuff like that, yeah. like a garage and stuff like that. Yeah. So
0: it's just like puro puro useless. Puro <laughs> <laughs> puro <Poor, poor, laughs> yeah. useless. I totally get you, bro. Yeah. I so, totally get
1: you. I just feel like for now I have been doing a lot of things on my own. That's where the trust and like you know, the fear of trusting another person when mm-hmm. I've already been trusting myself all this while and mm. I have been doing it all on on my own, mm. trusting another person to feel feel that position to share it with me that's the most um scary part because i know that i can do it on my own Mm -hmm. but i but i'm choosing this person to share it with me Mm -hmm. so that we can do this together that's the most scary part because if i chose wrong then i'm like oh my god i'm such an idiot (laughs) Right. Because right, right. I know for a
0: fact I'm I can do this on my own. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. And, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so you touched upon the fact that uh, you're used to doing things on your own and you're very independent. And I actually do want to talk about your avoidant attachment style. (laughs) Because we do all know that I'm very anxious. So you're like the complete opposite of me. Like every time I ask you for advice, you're always just like, dude, just leave it. Dude, walk away. Because you've been in relationships. It's not that you haven't. Yeah. Right? And that lack of trust, or yeah, that fear of like being vulnerable, fear of opening up, fear of whatever. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I I think has added to that avoidant yes um, attachment style. No, because okay, um, and you end up emotionally distancing yourself. We or no? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because please elaborate. (laughs) Because I'm going
1: to tell you a story why I'm like that. Okay. Okay. Because my ex, the one that. I had the long distance relationship with mm-hmm. so in the relationship I would be the person that literally like has no problems and he's always with the problem right but that's what he thought because mm-hmm. I do have problems I just don't tell it to him because he's always coming up with his crisis and mm-hmm. I have to be the person that you know okay but so what do you want to do so I always been there for him mm-hmm. and that doesn't reciprocate in some ways right there's one time that I Actually, like, I got really anxious... Uh, about my university and stuff like that what I'm mm-hmm. gonna do I went to him and he just blew up on me don't you know that I'm, on, I'm having a lot right now right you know you're supposed to be the one that's always hyping me up and stuff like that now you're talking to me about your problems mm-hmm. so that's when I'm like okay so my problems are not as big of a deal as his right. so I have to put aside my problems and always be available and that's mm-hmm. why I always make sure that whatever i'm in crisis or anything i deal with it on my own right because yeah. n- nobody is in my corner right yeah right Right. so that's why the whole commitment vote kind of got into the whole thing as well because i've always been dealing things on my own
0: faham, faham, faham. oh my god so deep. very very <gasps> the deep yes i mean no i understand what you're saying and i hope you know like you're not burdensome like at all um, oh, thank but, you. Yeah, but I, I I see then how you end up emotionally distancing yourself while you know while you're in a relationship and how that has created this like avoidant attachment style so that in your times of need you walk away, yeah. you don't ask for help, you uh, you isolate yourself. You and that's actually very bad because at one point you're you're going
1: to hit a breaking point. I did have this kind of like panic attack. Panic, yeah with one of my ex and he just like didn't want to he, he 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 was just he just froze because like i've never seen you like this you're mm-hmm. always a strong woman yes i've seen you cry in movies and stuff like that but never about yourself never about your situation never about life and he just like he did not know what to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he's always think that i'm always 100 percent okay all the time mm-hmm and he just left me and i was like oh my god so what's the point of me like you know being mm-hmm. with you if you can't console me mm. that's why i it's hard for me to be
0: vulnerable with someone the kind of dynamic that we should be striving for is obviously something that a relationship that has mutual respect has honesty has compromise balance balance, good communication partnership that is like super supportive and all of that so like i guess okay let's take that particular situation that Mm -hmm. you were in where you were having a panic attack and like your partner just wasn't being supportive like at all what did you wish he was like or he did to create a safe space for
1: you? Just let me cry and at least hold my hand to know that mm-hmm. he's there and he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just want you to stay until the craziness is already gone. And after I calm down, then you can me with your words and like a hug or anything. Mm-hmm. Something like that, you know. yeah, And then you can say like okay what's what made you get it off your chest right now
0: yeah, of course it will help because it essentially helps build trust for you and also emotional security. You feel safe. You feel yeah. safe with your emotions and your thoughts. You feel safe enough to be vulnerable and yeah. to be open with this person. And that requires a partner who is yeah who who, who is, he, who is to, equally sane also yeah but who is willing to I guess create and foster that trust for you yeah. to help you overcome I guess that that fear of like commitment right yeah. um so far um none tried right okay because like i said
1: they always see me as a person that's like strong enough to handle everything mm. so mm-hmm. when i break down it's just like suddenly like Glass shattered inside their minds. Is like, oh no, she's not that strong. I think. Oh, right. And it's like a red flag for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: oh, I thought you were stronger than this. I mean,
0: that's a red flag for them thinking that. Yeah. That like, you know, we are all human and we all have our bad days and need a, you know, need shoulders to cry on.
1: I expect a person, a guy, to act how my father taught me how a man should act. Sadly, it's hard to see that nowadays. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes, really yes, hard. Yes. It is very, very difficult.
0: Modern dating culture has, really, I guess, in a way, it's it's it has worsened commitment phobia, yeah, I think. Because um, I was
1: raised not just to be a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And the person that taught me that is not just my mom. It's my father. Yeah. My father taught me how like a woman should be treated when you were taught those kind of things you paint a picture of how a man should be and every step of the way men have always been disappointing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Reasons. damn she said what she said she ate
1: and left no crumbs yeah men have been disappointing yeah, and yeah. the ones that
0: are good are taken so i think like moving forward kind like if you were to yeah start the getting to know process with someone and all of that what what are you hoping for to help you feel comfortable enough to open up so mm. i guess receiving that yeah that, attention that, love, that, that attention, that love, that attention, that love, the
1: support. care, support, more to be on the same wavelength and not going too fast. Right. Okay. So you need time and right. being understanding that I am not a person that would just open up the next day or mm. in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. takes time. And just be patient and go on this right with me that's all mm. and in time if we do get to the next step then you'll see the girlfriend part of me i don't give everything in one shot <laughs> in unlike one me. shot
0: <laughs> unlike me i <laughs> literally lay all my cards out on the table like you're so gone. wife potential by now oh uh, like,
1: yeah. yeah am i <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, girl don't give
1: your wifely like you know you're giving the wife package when mm. you're still a girlfriend
0: yes yeah I, I know i know that yeah we disagree on on that part it's just i think it's just because i on the other hand am i am very open right from the get-go i um and i guess that has gotten me into trouble before i trust, but you're brave though honestly yeah but i think if i had A little bit of, I think, reservation. Um, It would have saved me from a lot of situations in the past, I think, if I just gave it a bit more time because... I do rush into things very, very quickly because I do love me a bit of commitment. Um, I think you've given a fair few examples of how this whole commitment phobia thing has impacted you, not just in terms of like romantic relationships. Like it's impacted you yeah, outside, outside as, well, as well, whether it's work, your friendships and stuff like that, because you are very independent and you feel like you trust yourself to take care of yourself and therefore who's supposed to take care of you better than you can yeah right i mean like i like i said i i totally understand that and i think like i think there is this like stigma of commitment phobia people being like because if you think about situationships yeah. a lot of the people a lot of the people who end up in situationships and, are commitment phobes yeah they are commitment phobes yeah but then i'm a commitment phobe that doesn't like to get into situations, But I think it's because you are a lot more aware of that fear of commitment and that fear of being vulnerable and that fear of... Yeah, I uh, don't want trust. other people to get involved in that. But to string of,
1: someone along that.
0: But a lot of people who end up in situationships are a bunch of commitment phobes. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's actually it. That's actually it. But then listening to your story, it you know the way that you unpack it, it's a lot it's easier to digest. It's e- easier to understand because yeah. I think I think a lot of people who are commitment phobes are often like demonized la, because it's like it's usually whenever we talk about situationships I I'm pretty sure we spoke about this before as well yeah. like like we were just saying like oh you need, you you know um all these people who 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 masuk situationships like buang masa orang like tak peduli orang lain punya perasaan yeah. like tak jagakan hati orang lain yes the stigma yeah bad, yeah this the stigma lah behind behind commitment phobia but i think we we tend to forget that it always comes from From somewhere somewhere, whether it's past experiences or things that you grew up with beliefs that you grew up with as well yeah and your story is literally a prime example of that so anyway on that note what are our takeaway or rather what tips i mean i've taken a lot from today's episode <laughs> but then you don't have much to take away because it is your story yeah so on your end Pula, like are there any tips that you want to share or just like advice that you want to share about overcoming that because i'm pretty sure you don't want to stay like this forever no 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 yeah so are, there, um, I are think, there any words of i don't know words of advice that you can offer
1: i think for someone like me who's afraid who's always like scared to take the next step take it one step at a time mm-hmm. you know it's it's really simple to say but it's really hard to do mm-hmm. but it is like that take one step at a time okay if you like someone probably get to know them make sure you try to open up little by little not mm. all the way
0: mm.
1: okay little by little and then once you already like start feeling mm. okay don't be scared to actually put into the next gear and like finally a little bit faster, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's fine. a while, you can take a slow, like as much time as you need to make sure that you get out of your shell. But after a while, you have to put in the work a little bit faster. That's what I did and it does help. But like I said, they were not the right person. You guys can do that or whatever it is that you guys always do to make sure you guys feel good you will know if that person is right whenever you're feeling like you know if you're in the same room with them it doesn't feel scary and if you're going out for coffee it doesn't feel that um, you have to put uh, put your guard up all the time so it's the little things to make sure that you take the big step
0: yeah, I think what I've gathered from this episode is that yeah, there's a lot of ongoing self-reflection. I think you've you've sort of made it in the sense that like you're very self-aware of the fact that you are a commitment for whereas there are a lot of people who aren't really aware. Yeah, of I
1: already it. said it in fr-
0: like since the first episode. Yeah, exactly. So like I'm afraid Yeah, so I think it's important to establish um, if you are a commitment phobe. If you sound like Nora and if you d- identify with Nora, then you probably <laughs> are a commitment phobe. And in that case... Work on it. Yeah, work on it. Try and figure out like why that is, where it came from, so that you can... I guess, tackle those fears, whichever fears that you identify with that we spoke about today, and work on it. And obviously, open communication is super important, especially if you're getting to know someone new and you want to give them a chance. And don't judge. I think that's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, don't don't jump to conclusions about that person that you're getting to know. That is my takeaway today. So. Um, If you're having some issues With commitment And you're emotionally Distancing yourself From a potential partner Make sure you look into Why that is You know Whether it's a form Of self-protection Or in some cases Like in situationships It's like self-sabotage Because it might be Because you were asking All your previous partners why, why won't you, you love me and it has scarred and traumatized you to this point of being so jaded that you don't want to commit again to oh another person god, no <laughs> i don't no. want to be a no may with 12 cats girl you won't oh my god <laughs> can we not be so negative negative? <laughs> and on that note thank you so much for tuning into today's episode everyone we will catch you guys on next week's episode till then take care bye bye <laughs>